Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Alexandra West. And this is Andrea Cibasati from the Faculty of Horror. And you're listening to See You Next Wednesday. Hello, welcome to episode 89 of See You Next Wednesday, a weekly pop culture and film podcast where a single die roll decides what movies we have to see. This episode is dropping on Wednesday, November 20th, and my mm. name is Dan Gorman asking you, how smart is a crazy person? <laughs> yes. My name is Casey Lyons. Hey, you. I know you. I know you. <laughs> I'm Greg Legro, and if you ever need me, you know where to find me. In bed, next to you, probably having sex with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yep, November, crazy weather out there. Yes. Greg just, just traveled here through the <laughs> rain. Greg just experienced all of it. All of it. Rain, it hail. Like, at first, I went outside to buy a cat litter, and I was like, okay. hey, it's kind of nice out. Then I changed the cat litter, and I left to come here, and it rained. And then I was like, oh, it's raining. Grab my umbrella, and raining on me, and then it hailed on me. No, first it snowed, and then it hailed on me. Oh, shit. Then it rained again. Now it's just cold, and mm-hmm. I'm wet. Yeah, so that's See you what's next going Wednesday. on. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so this week we're going to be talking about some films. Uh, film Roulette was winner's choice, so in mm. Film Roulette you'll find out what movies Casey and I went and saw. Uh, Greg watched a Netflix pick uh, called Strange Frame, a wild and weird looking film from the trailer last week, if you remember <laughs> us talking about it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, then we're going to roll for some movies next week, talk about an album, get into some Airwolf, and Serial Swap at the end of the episode. That's right. So much to talk about. Um, I'll remind our listeners again that on December 1st, you can come to Kitsch Bar and Grill in uh, Toronto and mm-hmm. see Invasion USA as a part of our first ever screening uh, called Video Vengeance. What so a cool go to ass poster, too. Yes. Oh thanks so much to Tom for making that amazing poster. Really awesome. Go to Facebook.com. Is that our good friend Tom Ralston? Yeah. Excellent. That is our good friend. Uh, <laughs> he, he put together... I, friend I, of the show. Yeah, I just said, I want a really crazy 80s looking poster for this thing and, and go wild. And he put bright pink lightning bolts on it and shit. And I was just like, <laughs> you know me so well. <laughs> just crazy space lightning That's VHS why they shit. call you old pink lightning. Yeah. <laughs> It Here looks comes so, pink lightning. It is That's like, all I'm calling you. Yeah. Yep. It's the most 80s thing ever. It was exactly like one in my mind when I was like, just make a crazy poster that looks like some like ad that you'll get for videos horror movies or something and that's exactly what it looks like fuck yeah um but yeah so go to facebook.com slash video vengeance and uh sign up for the event and take a look at that poster sweet yeah yeah um Uh. so casey and i 
watched a trailer today. Yeah. yeah. So we'll get into this. I off the read top. that you did that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been a slow news day. Yeah. yeah and Dan Gorman and Casey uh, Lyons. It was a trailer for a movie. Pretty slow day in my Facebook inbox. Yeah. <laughs> the I read messages yeah. from you guys. The photo uh, on the newspaper is just us with like our hands and our chins thinking like <laughs> like looking at a monitor uh, like uh, a trailer. What do they think? Yeah. Trailer. Oh. This is like an ad for a film. Uh, <laughs> this is kind of like a movie, but so much shorter. <laughs> way shorter and way more exciting. Uh, Casey and I watched the new trailer. just came out on Monday uh, for Need for Speed. Need for Speed. Yeah, starring yep. Aaron Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a little teaser trailer a while back that featured a lot of cars blowing up, and I was like, well, I'm in for this. Sure. Yeah, yeah, the teaser trailer made it look awesome. Yeah. And stupid. How was the dialogue trailer? Oh God! <laughs> well, I would argue that the teaser trailers there were this this the over the voiceover in the teaser trailer. I was like, well, I don't know about this, but it looks awesome otherwise. But it was just a bunch of explosions, like yeah. That the and, and I'm like, oh, I'm fully on board for that. And mm-hmm. then now this trailer, it's like, yeah, sorry, there's also a story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the dialogue in this trailer is just awful. Oh man, except for that one joke, which is the funniest joke I've ever heard. Yeah, there. All, all the bros are sitting around broing out as uh-huh. bros do yeah. drinking some brews I'm in. brews for bros brews oh. for bros and they're all you know having a gab fest and then uh, <laughs> as maybe bros uh, would as do. bros would do and then maybe one of them decides oh I'm gonna break this with a uh, insult of some sort what yeah. kind of insult do you think they would come up with like something, probably something super highbrow yeah like Hey, what does he say, Casey? Well, uh, they're they're all hanging out as bros will. Bro and down. Bros of bros. Yep. Um, and one of the guys is like, oh, man, I wish we had some ladies here. Yeah, do you know some, any ladies? Do you know any pretty ladies? <laughs> and the other guy goes, what, like your mama? And, then and they, everyone oh. is like, <laughs> yeah, they think like heard. he's it's got a- plenty to eat at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Ford. Oh, yep. Uh, they laughed at a yo mama joke. Yeah, oh, but they, it was it wasn't even a yo mama joke. He just said those yeah. two words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they act like it's the fun, like no one has ever heard. It was like it's almost like a scene. It's the guy writing the movie was like, "What would it be like to write a scene where no one in the world had ever heard a yo mama joke? How would they react?" <laughs> yeah, because they're like, "Oh shit." <laughs> just said something about his mom and that's offensive <laughs> but really all he said was that his mom was a pretty lady yeah, yeah. so um yeah there also seems to be some whole plot quote unquote uh, yeah well he, thing about Aaron Paul goes to jail be- and and somebody that he knew like wronged him and he's got to get him back or... but like he wronged him by killing someone he knew or something or yeah. letting him die or something and now he needs vengeance or payback for something that I'm unclear on yeah I am clear on one thing, and that's that I'm going to watch this movie because (laughs) it fucking looks awesome otherwise. Yeah, there's a lot of fucking... And Michael Keaton. I didn't know Michael Keaton. I didn't know that either, yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. I'll watch this on Netflix. Totally. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, there's a scene where they're driving towards a cliff, and it's like like they're racing two cars or whatever, and Aaron Paul's in front, and this is at the end of the trailer, and, and, and he has a helicopter come in with four chains, and the chains hook onto the car, and then they fly off the edge of the cliff. Oh, my. The car behind him just, like, flies off and blows up. With the sweet line, the guy in the helicopter is like, man, you crazy. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Yo mama. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy like yo mama. What oh, up? <laughs> yeah. Is that your final answer? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh uh, yeah, the just the car, the the sh- like the visuals of these cars flying through the air in the trailer just sells me on it. They could be doing whatever. I don't care. I feel like at least it's going to have some good explosions. Good explosions, absolutely. Terrible yeah. plot and everything else is going to suck. But uh, what? I don't uh, know. It's Need for Speed. Yeah. What else yeah. do you want? I don't know. Yeah. It's a video game I never played. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a video game? Yeah. Yep. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's a long-running series from like the early 90s. Mm. Is there a plot in the... No. Yeah, well, have a need for speed, dummy. Yeah. Oh. Idiot. <laughs> so the main character doesn't have enough speed. Right. And he's like, and I require needs- more speed. More. Yeah. Also, that guy killed somebody. And apparently, <laughs> uh, in the games, they they didn't they never really had stories until later. Like there was one recently called Need for Speed: The Run that was like a cross country chase for money and stuff. Like they started doing that now, but back in the day, it was just like you're in a car, you should go that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will. Yeah. yeah, they all had the same plot as Spy Hunter. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, what else? Yeah. I don't really have too much. To talk I, about. I watched a couple of movies. Okay. Uh, I'll get to those if, like, we're talking about just tidbits about stuff. That yeah. Have, movies that haven't come out yet. Um, I'm just on such an emotional roller coaster with this uh, uh, Superman loves Batfleck yeah. movie that's coming up. What's going on with that? Well, first it was like I was like I was hopeful for it because I enjoyed the world that was created in Man of Steel, and then it was like it's going to have Batman in it. And I'm like that's a terrible idea. Then they're like it's Ben Affleck, and then yeah. I somehow came around and was like, you know what? I want to see that. I'm curious. And I'm back in more. Then they were like, uh, and guess Nightwing's going to be in it. And yeah, I was like that's a terrible idea and then kevin smith is like the bad suit made me hug Zack snyder and i'm like all right i think i'm interested again and uh, anyway i want to talk about the nightwing thing because is that one of the functions of the bat suit it makes you hug Zack <laughs> <Yeah>. snyder <laughs> why did we build this in it's yeah. really unnecessary it comes with a free uh, copy of sucker punch yeah uh, <laughs> that's the antidote to yeah. wanting to hug Zack snyder yeah he just watched that movie. And oh, go, I, oh, yeah, you suck. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to go anywhere near that guy. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, like, why would there's okay? You have a lot to do when you're introducing a bunch of new villains and you're putting shoving Batman into a movie you don't need another superhero yeah. that no one likes. No one likes Nightwing. Now, for I those of you who don't Nightwing know, Nightwing is fancy Robin, right? Robin grown up, the original Robin, Robin Dick Grayson. When he grows up, he becomes Nightwing. When he stops being. Uh, I don't know Bruce Wayne's baby butler. Um, <laughs> he becomes Nightwing, which is and he's goofy looking. I, they've made the costume a little bit better, but I did send you guys a picture of what he looked like initially, which was like, oh man, uh, very fancy. <laughs> What's up, leotards? <laughs> a lot of tassels. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think that's really silly. And the guy that apparently is going like there's like uh, just like basically away from, uh, moments away from signing. To be uh, Nightwing is that fella Adam something or other? He's on that show Girls. Yes, he's that, the guy that he's that guy with a noisy dick. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'll, Jesus. He's, he's for a been, second uh, out of context because I remember having that conversation. Yeah, out of context. I was like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. He's been it. in a lot of stuff, and, uh, I, and his dick is too loud, and everything I see him in, <laughs> too much whacking off from that guy with, with with all the sound effects turned up. I wonder if that's how he got. The role of Nightmare. maybe, yeah. Like, like we want him to be like the ultimate badass superhero with yeah. the noisiest dick. <laughs> How loud is his dick? Um, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm just trying to get his name now. I'm yeah. trying to remember his last um, name. I'm on IMDb. But yeah, he's been in like a lot. He's been gaining a lot of traction in like indie movies. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, he's yeah. He's, he's, yeah, him and his noisy dick are getting a lot of. Uh, <laughs> Interest and press right now, God but like I don't see this. Guy. Like he's tall and he's Adam Driver. Adam Driver. That's yeah, it. he's tall and he's built, I guess. But I mean, 
I, if you put Nightwing's goofy little mask on this guy, he's here he is giving two look. thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> I just showed this Casey a picture. The, I don't know. Oh, that's the guy Taron Killam was supposed to be. I the only thing I've ever seen of girls was a Saturday Night Live sketch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, oh, no, he's where the dicks in it. If you don't know, uh, like Adam science. Driver, he was in Francis Ha, but he's also in uh, Inside Lewin <laughs> Davis, the upcoming Coen. Oh, is that right? right? Yeah. All right. And I don't necessarily know if this guy is a bad actor. I just don't like girls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Shocking revelation! Oh my God! We've from got the recently yeah. married Greg. <laughs> Exclusive. Icky. Exclusive. Um, yeah, I don't like that show, and I don't like him on it. But it, that's a lot to do with the character and all the dick noise. Um, <laughs> it's off-putting. It's weird. Well, at least I don't know if it keeps up. Maybe they stopped. You know, like uh, yeah. You heard it here first. Greg yeah. doesn't like girls obsessed with dick noise. <laughs> he doesn't like girls. But he also doesn't like dudes with noisy dicks. No. So uh-uh. maybe they got rid of it. Like Sex in the City got rid of Carrie talking to the camera right away. Maybe they're like too much dick noise. Or maybe the dick noise is louder and tells you the story while it's happening. <laughs> um, anyway, I don't know if this guy's a bad actor, but I think he's weird looking to me in this Nightwing outfit. The whole night thing. Oh, just don't do it. Terrible idea. Yeah. Terrible. I terrible. Terrible. Yeah. They don't overstuff an overstuffed movie. This is always the problem with superhero movies. Yep. Too much happening. Too many people. Spider-Man yeah. 3. Oh, God. Spider-Man 3. That's like the quintessential one, right? Like a, like a well, movie. Just... No, I think it's uh, Batman uh, what is oh. it, Forever. Yeah, the, but yeah. you Robin. count those movies. Oh, yeah, true. But that too much. Way yeah. too much of those. Yeah. Batman, uh, Robin, Batgirl. Uh, Iron Man 2. Poison Ivy. I didn't see Iron Man 2, but the whole thing I heard about was just like too many, like why I have more than one villain and all this stuff. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, I, and see, that's what's weird is everyone liked Iron Man 3 and I hated it and everyone hated Iron Man 2. Yeah. I actually thought it was fun. Yeah, I, I actually like skipped Iron yeah. Man 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's, it's fine. There's a lot of action and Mickey Rourke's good in it. Sam yeah. Rockwell's fun in it. I need to watch it. Yeah. For sure. Better than regular Man 3. <laughs> I liked Iron Man 3. <laughs> Did you say regular man yeah, 3? He's not, that's the argument. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm on board for that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, I'll jump into a movie here that I watched. I saw Dead Man Down. Oh, yes. That, uh, that was a movie I was really excited about. Super excited for. The director of uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo's first English language film. Yeah. Uh, with um, Colin Farrell Colin and Amy yeah. Rapace and Terrence Howard. Had a really cool trailer. Really effective, strong, arty, action-filled trailer. Yeah. Yeah. But and then it got some kind of bad reviews and sort of swept under the rug. Yeah. Did any of us see it? I, I think we were thinking about picking it for a winner. I, I saw it. I mean, did anyone <laughs> see it? But when it came out, I remember thinking like it was up in the air for a winner, and then the reviews came out, yeah. and it was kind of like got like really low reviews, and we were like, okay, well, then we just won't cover it kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Is this, is this the movie, the weirdly unlikely movie that was produced by WWF? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, okay. So I do remember. Yeah, I remember seeing the trailer and going like, oh, this could be a thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, WWE is producing weird movies now. That and uh, that that uh, Halle Berry movie, The Call. Yeah, they did that. Too, oh, they did that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah which I saw. Weird. Anyway, this isn't a wrestling movie. Um, yeah, it's about. Uh, oh, it's, you know what? I'm not going to really go into too much of what it's about because it's not a bad watch. And the first half an hour, I was like, "This movie's fucking great. I don't know what the problem is." Yeah. And then the rest of the movie happened. I'm like, "Oh, I see what the problem is." <laughs> uh, you, uh, it's got a, 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 a fair a twist, a couple twists happen, and it's really interesting, the, the major twist that eventually tells the whole story, like what angle you're seeing the story from. I'm like, this is fucking wicked, but they don't know what to do with it. 
at all. It's like, ah, it's a bummer. It was such a great idea. I won't say what it is because it is kind of worth a look. It's got a lot of uh, the, the photography of the film is very nice. There are some pretty decent performances, but the main problem is uh, Numi Rapace's character was in a car accident. This is all in the trailer, and her face is scarred up. And because she was hit by a drunk driver, and she's seen Colin Farrell, who is in a, in the mob, she's seen him kill someone in his apartment because they live across from each other, mm-hmm. and she's going to blackmail him to kill the uh, guy, the, the guy, guy that the... hit her car, yeah. and it's uh, and they and they go to such extremes that her that she's so disfigured, and the kids in the in the neighborhood throw rocks at her and call her monster and stuff like that. But like, Jesus. she's not, which is like wow, that's intense. But she doesn't look all that weird. Like you, they didn't go far enough. Like they were, they, they were too afraid of making her not pretty. Yeah, and she's a really beautiful woman. So yeah. you got to fuck her the fuck up if you want this to work. Instead, yeah. it's just Numi Rapace going like, "Why does everyone think I'm a monster with smoky eyes?" And it's, <laughs> you know, come on, yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. All the, yeah. all, the, all the kids gather around her chanting, "Sexy monster, sexy <laughs> monster." <laughs> yeah, that's you know? and, and and that was the one like of the with Carrie with Carrie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just like yeah, you, like a beautiful actress, and it's just like yeah, okay. You you, you you've shoved her in the corner or whatever. Yeah. But it's like I you're like one of the popular people. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you get you go the whole way. Like yeah. Get, like I think the script was calling for her face to be like you know fucking two face from yeah. Batman. You know one yeah. side like because she was very beautiful. This like, the, full on this Rocky is the fall Dennis. for her. She was a beautician. She's a very good looking woman, and now her face is all fucked up. Yeah. And he falls, and he's gonna you know well it's easy to see that he's gonna fall her despite fall for her despite yeah. all this because they have a connection. They're both wounded people. And there's a good twist. They don't know what to do with it, and the and the middle chunk of the movie is fucking terrible. And then they t- tonally change for the end, and it becomes Rambo. I'm like, oh, this yeah. is retarded. What is going on here? Like, this is not this. This is this doesn't fit in this movie. Just because you had a moody, slow-paced psychological thriller or something going on doesn't mean you need to. Oh, wait, sorry, no one likes that. Have an action movie at the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a bummer. But uh, worth worth a look, kind of worth a look if you want to. You know, there's some good, really. Again, it looks great. There are some really strong scenes, and there's some really good ideas. Like this was almost a really good movie. Yeah, if they made. The, I think if they, had, I don't know. Maybe I think the script is something different than what they filmed. Yeah, sounds like it's a like a, a quintessential Netflix pick. Where it's like you can now now that you're not like invested in it, if it's going to be amazing or not, you yeah, can yeah, watch yeah. it and kind of pick out like, oh, I liked this about it. Yeah. Well, if, <laughs> if you're sitting around, and you're like, I kind of want to watch a movie, but I sort of want to play Temple Run. Yeah. <laughs> This is your movie. Yeah. <laughs> I want that to go on the DVD box for this movie. <laughs> I liked some parts of it, and the parts I didn't, I played Temple Run. <laughs> Got those ten gems. out of ten. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and yeah. I watched. Uh, I finally. It took me five, maybe six attempts, but I finally finished The Hobbit. Oh God, I'm not even gonna bother. Ah, uh, yeah, it's. Man, and again, I like the original trilogy, but this movie, first the first time I put it on, I turned it off because I was like, this is terrible. Why are all these dwarves singing for so long? <laughs> then oh, I was yeah. like, I need it was on then it was on Netflix and I'm like, ah, whatever, I'll just yeah. kind of finish this, I guess. And I watched another half an hour and it just put me to sleep. There's more dwarves singing. And then I was like, oh, I can't sleep. So I watched another bit of it and <laughs> fell asleep. And then I watched another little bit and fell asleep. And anyway, the other night I, I, I was watching it, and then it just stopped because the movie was over. I'm like, yeah. oh, it just that's it, I guess. I did yeah. it! <laughs> but it doesn't have any... Like, it just it just stops. Yep. Like, I understand that it's part of a bigger... It's yeah. a chapter, but, but. still... <laughs> the, the art of storytelling would decree that, like you can do that where you break things into chunks and like, have movement and a sense yeah. of finality, a climax. Because the, the the chapters in the book, I read the book when I was a kid. They have climaxes. Yeah. You can do this. You yeah. Know? 
Anyway, oh man, and the whole tone of it is really different from Lord of the Rings. It's much goofier. Yeah, all the songs. And so that's many the songs. thing. Like I remember when the first trailer for The Hobbit came out, all my friends that at my old job who were kind of like more into Tolkien and more into the Lord of the Rings were kind of like because the trailer came out and they had the songs in it and stuff, and yeah. they were like, oh, they were really excited about it being that kind of a angle really? on it because they're like, it's such a big thing in the books that they yeah, sing and but stuff. But you skip all the songs yeah. in the books. Yeah. I've read the books and it's like, oh, <laughs> songs skip these pages. Yeah. Uh, all right, no more songs. Yeah. They don't have anything to do with the plot. It's just like uh, some guy who is basically a linguist, right? Yeah. Trying out new language stuff, writing yeah. silly songs. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's why I was kind of like, well, I'm not going to see this movie. What are you going to read this thing? Ah, come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of super long movies, yeah. uh, I have started to watch, uh, I bought it on Blu-ray. I started to watch the Camp Crit- no, sorry, Crystal Lake Memories, the documentary about the entire series uh-huh. of Friday the 13th from cool. beginning to end. Uh, it's about six hours long, six and a half. It's two Blu-rays. Jeez. They did one for uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street movies yeah, called Never, Never Sleep, Sleep Again. Again. Did you guys see any of that? I did. Yeah, it was amazing. I loved it. Yeah. I actually, I was watching that documentary while I was watching the movies. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd watch the section on and then watch the first the movie, one, then watch the Which is so movie. cool. Yeah. Yeah, and I loved that movie, and this is made by the same people. Mm-hmm. So I've made it up to, I've watched one, two, three, and four, and four is uh, final final chapter so are you you're not watching the movies i'm not watching well, the movies no but i've been we i've been kind of going through it uh bit by bit and it's good i like it um I, it's enjoyable but i feel like there the flaw to this movie isn't that it's not well put together it's put together in exactly the same way as the never sleep again mm-hmm. but just as a fan of the friday the 13th movies i just think in terms of these first four films, there's not that much interesting stuff going on. And they spend a lot of time talking about like anecdotes on sets and stuff. And it's cool. Like for every chapter, there was probably one or two things where I was like, wow, I never really knew that. But I feel like uh, just that they're, they're, they're not nearly as interesting and not nearly as dynamic as the nightmare and Elm street movies, which Mm -hmm. always had some weird thing. You know, it's like, well, we got this Rennie Harlan guy, you know, like what's going on with there? We got these. Yeah. There was, there was some selling point for each or, or some kind of at least interesting yeah. focal point. There was a movie. lot less attempting to source creativity right. in the Friday the 13th series. And while it's interesting, I'm, I'm finding it's kind of wearing me down. But I'm I'm hoping that kind of comes when when they when you get into the weird oddballs of the series, like uh, the telekinesis one, New mm-hmm. Blood, or Jason uh, X. Yeah, Jason X. Jason goes to hell, which is just such a yeah, weird yeah. piece of weirdness in the middle of this series. <laughs> so I'm kind of hoping that comes to the end where you get some more of the interesting failed uh, experiments. Whereas like the, fr- well, the one about the first one was cool. I just find they don't they they spend too much time on set and on the anecdotes and not enough about like like the genesis of the films and the release the of the films. Like the the difference between the Friday Thirteenth movies and Nightmare on Elm Street movies is that conceptually, in every Nightmare on Elm Street movie, whether it worked or not, there was something really big and outlandish. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like whereas with the Friday Thirteenth, until they got to like Jason Takes Manhattan or something, when they yeah. just started to become really fucking Brilliant. stupid, yeah. just like what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, sorry, I went a different way. <laughs> uh, uh, like there wasn't a lot of differentiation yeah. between the films. And they kind of like, pre- oh, it's just this guy. Who I fucking- feel like they try and present it like there is too at times. Like sure. I really like number two a lot. Um, 
I think number two is a really great movie. They kind of present like, you know, we were doing 3D. We did this 3D one for part three, and that kind of like started off this entire uh, resurgence of the 3D film. They show all these like photos of the trailers, of of the posters. Part three. Yeah. I mean, it's really stupid, but it has these shots in it. Like Steve Miner was one of those guys that like accidentally made creepy scenes, (laughs) you know? Well, he did two, number two as well, and yeah, I really yeah, like yeah. number two. But they kind of sold it like we started this huge resurgence in 3D films, and they showed all these posters. And was like those are all like awful, awful, terrible, movies. Yeah. terrible. It's movies. like Jaws 3D, Amityville 3D. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you like, like don't like pretend like you did this brilliant thing, yeah, and brought exactly. back these great movies. Like that was those were all shit. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I'm enjoying going through it. It's not awful by any stretch, and it's I mean if you're into the Friday 13th movies, it's kind of a must watch. Yeah. But mm. I'm finding like yeah, there's a lot of just like. It's kind of a slog right now. I mean, I like I said, I really like number two. I thought some of that stuff was interesting. Um, it actually made me realize I need to go back and watch the final chapter. I think maybe I saw it once. It was, I was kind of like, this looks awesome, and I feel like I don't remember any of it. So uh, I feel it's, like there, yeah, good. I just, I feel like there were ones that I haven't seen. But I can't differentiate which ones I have. And yeah. No, it's seen. really hard. So, to, and that's the issue with the series. Like well, I know, yeah. like when I when I when Corey Feldman's in it, I know yeah. that it's final chapter. Final that's chapter. the thing, right? Like you know, but he does. Know he's in a from, flashback scene at the beginning of, of a new beginning, a new, right? Yeah. Which is awful. Oh, um, new beginning! I hate oh, that one so bad. But I did want to do because, like, I did this whole like uh, when we did Nightmare on Elm Street Part Four on Time Bandits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, "Fuck, I'm going to go back and, and, and do all these movies now." Uh, was it four or two that we did? We did four. Uh, four. Um, and I wanted to do that with Nightmare or with uh, Friday the Thirteenth. So it's interesting that this thing came out. But now, actually, I don't know if I do. No, it's interesting because they try and hang on to that character, the, yeah. the Tommy character, to yeah. give like a. Uh, an adversary to Jason, and they hold it for a couple of movies. And Tom Matthews plays him when when they bring him back to life. Yeah, with, yeah. with the lightning bolt. <laughs> that's six, right? That's yeah. Jason yeah. lives. I love that. That's movie. I like that one a lot. Or I think that's six? my favorite one. That's, uh, yeah, yeah. Four is final chapters. Uh, five is new beginning. Six is six is Jason lives. Jason lives. Right. Okay. Yeah, uh, and then seven seven is a telekinesis one. Right? Yeah, new blood, yeah. which is Ugh, in, blood. I don't I don't hate that one. Really? I think I think there's stupid. there's moments, and that's directed by the same guy that directed Cellar Dweller. Oh well, yeah. is that right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Um, uh-huh. I, I think there's interesting stuff in that one. I think they're where they go with the telekinesis thing is fun at the end of the movie, but there needed to be more of that. There needed to be yeah. more like Fre- Freddy versus Jason did the like. They fight and it's like WWF. Like, <laughs> like I wanted. Like when I watch uh, New Blood, I feel like at the end when they're battling telekinesis versus Jason, I'm like, this is fun. You should have done this for like 45 minutes, yeah. Yeah. not just like two at the end. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then Manhattan's after that. Oh, that's one yeah. of the. That's one of the. That's worst. when the f- series really found its feet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or got off its feet because that's one of the ones where he teleports the most. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I, dec- I definitely like if you're interested uh, in, in the series, it's certainly one uh, thing to watch, but it's just I was expecting like to be as thoroughly engrossed as the Nightmare on Elm Street one and unfortunately not, not so much. But yeah. I feel like it's not the movie's fault. It's the series. Yeah. Yeah. I'll lend it to you when I'm done, Casey. You can Please watch it. Please do. And you too, Greg. Okay. Yeah. I would like that. Wicked. Blu-ray, you said? Yeah, and I also Dual have pack. it on DVD. It's a dual pack or whatever. Oh. It came with both. So. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all I got. All right. Yeah. I wanted to, just before we go into film roulette, I did want to uh, uh, to do a little bit of house, housekeeping off the top also. Yep. Uh, I wanted to uh, to welcome a new friend of the show. Oh, yes. Please. Uh, uh, <laughs> we did a big, sort of a big Twitter push, uh, and uh, we've... Uh, 
we got a, a tweet from a, a fella named, I guess it's at Clinton Bland. Mm-hmm. Uh, he calls himself the Gray Pilgrim on yep. the Twitters. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's now a listener to the show. Yeah. yeah. Friend of ours from Oklahoma City. Sweet. Which, if I miss my guess, is in Oklahoma. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah thanks for tweeting at us and yeah. thanks for listening. Welcome, that welcome was, to the show. He was kind of yeah. saying, like, I'm going to check it out. And then he checked it out and said, I'm now I'm going to. F- kind of subscribe yeah so. exactly so he gave us uh he gave us a, a fair shake and yeah uh, i just wanted to say welcome to the fold buddy oh yeah <laughs> you're our new best friend yeah. you're where we stay yeah. when we when we're yeah. in oklahoma city now. <laughs> when this podcast allows us to tour the country <laughs> <laughs> bringing our stage show of ba- of movie banter around yeah. the world mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it's a big yeah. success it'll be like a couple months i imagine well, probably <laughs> until we're able to that do i'm gonna start place. Place. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just so you know, <laughs> uh, next uh, March, we're coming. <laughs> Get the beds ready. Yeah. We're hungry. Yeah. <laughs> we're already hungry. By the Imagine way. Imagine how we're going to yeah. feel in March. I'm vegetarian, so please uh, <laughs> abide by my dietary needs. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get some vegetables up in there yeah. for the pink lightning. <laughs> I really want that to stay. And yeah, my please. bed needs to be turned down with blankets that have pink lightning on them. <laughs> Yeah, pretty sweet. Yeah. All right, let's get into the Phil Roulette. Okay. Weekly segment where the three of us roll a die, and the two high rollers get to go see a movie that we've deemed uh, looks looks good or up our alley. This this week we rolled for winner's choice because there wasn't any clear winner in the theater uh, that we hadn't already talked about. So Casey and I got to go see whatever we want, which always feels like a big weight gets lifted off your shoulders. You can just go catch up on something you haven't seen yet. Yeah. Meanwhile, the loser has to go see something really shitty or weird or whatever. Yeah. This week we deemed it a uh, Netflix pick, which was a movie about saxophone <laughs> uh, space pirates. Of uh, it was a yeah. So yeah. we'll get into Bananas that. looking tra- <laughs> Strange frame was just something that we deemed we needed to check out yeah. and, and decide about. Um, so that's how we play the game. The loser gets to give the winners an album to listen to for the rest of the week. Uh, Greg and I had to listen to the new Eminem album uh, on mm-hmm. Casey's, which I I did as well. Oh. Yeah, Casey gave it a, picked gave it. that one. Mm-hmm. And that's how you play. That so Casey and I play. went and saw whatever he wanted. Yeah. We actually went and saw different films. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Uh, so, Casey, I'll throw it to you first. All right. Because I think that's going to be the most substantial section. So, right. what did you go see? I went and saw 12 Years a Slave. Today. Oh, sweet. Yes. The new Steve McQueen movie. Mm-hmm. New Steve yeah. McQueen movie. I never Packed saw... Full of people. I didn't see Shame, um, oh. which apparently is really good. Uh, so, I'm. this is my first Steve McQueen movie ever. Okay. Um, Just a crazy cast. Uh, yeah, everyone's in this thing. A lot of uh, a lot of buzz. A lot of what yep. you would think, like what you might deem stunt casting. Yeah, uh, just because it is heavy with uh, you know like notable people. Brad Pitt. Yeah, Brad Paul Pitt. Paul Dano's in this thing. Uh, Paul Dano. Yeah. Uh, uh, again, Taron Killam shows up, which is weird. What? Um, yeah, yeah, he was in there. Uh, uh, who else? Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Um, oh, w- weirdly, a name that keeps coming. Oh, Benedict Cumberpatch as well. Yeah. Huh. Uh, uh, a name that keeps coming up. Uh, because I like I've recently been watching a lot of Coen Brothers movies for uh-huh. this uh, tear retrospective thing they're doing. Um, 
and uh, D- what's his name? Something Dilla Dilla Hunt. Garrett Dilla Hunt. Yeah, Garrett Dilla Hunt. That guy's awesome. Um, his name keeps coming up for some reason mm-hmm. ever since I watched uh, watched No Country for Old Men again. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so he's in there as well. Uh, this movie is amazing. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's uh, I I can describe to you like it's one of those movies that you see and then you just like leave the theater in a thick fog for a while. Yeah, just yeah, go, yeah, I yeah. got some thinking to do. Yeah, <laughs> um, it, it, it's at points horrifying, mm-hmm. but not in a way, not in a way that you're like, okay, well, this is like sort of a weird slave exploitation mm-hmm. kind of movie. Right. Um, and, and I don't know, maybe it's because the last movie that really dealt with slavery that I saw was Django and Chain, yeah, sure. which was like, you know, kind of revisionist history mm-hmm. uh, to a certain extent. But I think this was very true to history, uh, this movie, and, and and so it makes those horrifying moments so much more horrifying. But it doesn't f- forgive. It's not a pun, but it, it doesn't paint that world as black and white kind of thing. Right. I mean, it shows you sort of the subtleties of of uh, uh, how how people sort of like fall into something, and and just how the general like how racism wasn't racism back then. Right? Yeah. Um, but basically, the whole the, the plot is uh, now somebody pronounce his name for me. Uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is amazing. He will be nominated for an Oscar mm-hmm. because he is fucking amazing in this movie. Uh, uh, he plays uh, a free man living in upstate New York, um, uh, a musician of uh, some means. Yeah, uh, respected member of the community. Uh, anyway, he is uh, kidnapped and so- uh, sold into slavery. Uh, and it's basically just all about his uh, his sort of climb out of out of slavery to prove that he is a free man. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's it's emotionally exhausting. Uh, it's beautifully shot. Uh, yeah. I, I think this guy should I've, should be nominated for for uh, uh, best director as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like that's something that I, you hear about all of his films. And I've actually never. I've been like Steve McQueen is one of those directors where he has these movies where every year that every time one of his movies comes out I'm like yeah I gotta see that like Hunger came out and everybody was talking about it it's like Hunger's, I have I, the Hunger is the one I've seen it's yeah very it, very good and very upsetting yeah and it, yeah it's just like I need to see that and then I don't get around to it and then Shame came out and I was like okay like I was really excited about Shame because it has these actors I really enjoy in it and it seems like a really amazing film everyone's talking about it and I didn't get to it and so now I feel like I need to do a thing where just like I'm gonna hunker down and watch like both of those movies and then check out 12 Years of Don't Slave. do them in one night. No. <laughs> I'm going to do a double a, feature a and then bleak. run to the theater. <laughs> Three in one night. That's a bleak experience. Yeah. <laughs> but it is. I, it is it's that so, and it's one of those reasons. Like I Sometimes I'm just not having been in the mood to be like, I need to prep myself to see those films. Yeah. But I need to do it. I absolutely do. Mm-hmm. But uh, I feel like that's something I've heard about all his films. That was my point. That like I, I don't even know that I don't directed. even know that Twelve Years a Slave is, is even like that. Like I don't yeah. I don't even know that it's what like as I say, there are parts where you're just like fucking horrified. But I hate I I I don't know any other word uh, to use. It's very responsibly directed, if that mm-hmm. means like I mean if Michael Fassbender plays this plantation owner who's a fucking cock total fucking cock uh you know he's the guy who who you know black people aren't people they're just they're property you know like um and and you see as as i say shades of that um uh, with the different characters but he's like the full-on fucking Mm -hmm. evil plantation owner kind of thing and and he brings very little humanity to the character but i don't think the character really had a lot of humanity i don't know it's all based on on uh, a true story as well um but 
yeah, it's 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 really just sort of a portrait of what life was like back then, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and what slavery was like, and yeah, how how. Yeah, like I cannot, I can't, like I'm, I'm still a little foggy from it because I just sure. watched it today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, also, I mean, being a Canadian, I was like, yay, Canada! <laughs> because, um, and also, like Brad Pitt gives himself the role of, of, uh, I, I don't know, it's not really spoilery since it is a book and and was a true story. Uh, basically, uh, he plays this Canadian guy who helps out. That's what I'll say. Yeah, All right. Um. Uh, but he's fucking great. I'm not even usually a huge yeah, fan of Brad Yeah, he Pitt. said it was uh, the, the best film he's ever been a part of. Uh, yep. Yeah. I, could, <laughs> I think that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Holy shit, you guys. Fucking go and see this movie. Yeah, yeah I right need now. to see this. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, well. What did you watch? Um, Pink I, Lightning? <laughs> <laughs> I... On your uh, influence, I, Greg's influence, I went out and I saw About Time. Oh, right on. Yeah, I went, yeah. Alex and I went out on a little date, yeah. went and saw a little romantic comedy. Yeah. And uh, I went into this movie uh, off of Greg's review, be like like really expecting something amazing. And, and while I was watching it, I almost decided, I was almost... I wasn't sure if I was going to go see something else and kind of talk about something new while mm-hmm. I was watching it because I found myself watching this movie about time. If you weren't listening to any of our other episodes, it's a romantic uh, movie um, starring Rachel McAdams. It's kind of it's br- uh, British film about time travel and 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 uh, love and life and and so I was watching this movie and I found myself criticizing it uh, as I was watching it as a film. There was a lot of there's not a lot, but there were some moments where I, it did some things where I was like, I didn't like that. I don't like s- certain things about the internal logic to the film, and 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 the film's going along, and I'm finding myself liking a lot of stuff, not liking other things, and I'm getting to the end of the film. There's another few few things that I didn't like, and then at the end of the film, I I was in the washroom and just it was one of those things you leave the movie and and you kind of it's in your mind you mm-hmm. think about it a little bit and um I I was in the washroom and then I started to have this like kind of intense emotional reaction to it um super positive intense emotional reaction to it and I kind of th- realized that it's a movie that to me succeeds uh, wholeheartedly succeeds in spite of the things that I thought were mm-hmm. faults based upon the sentiment of the film. I think this is a really wonderful romantic film and there was stuff about it that I didn't like, but I felt like the sentiment to this film is really important and really got me like emotionally worked up afterwards Absolutely. that 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 it's a movie that you don't see this sentiment a lot in romantic movies and it focuses a lot on their relationship and there was parts about that that I didn't like, but I think it's really cool to see in a a, a romantic movie where it the sentiment is really about enjoying life and don't not being an asshole it's yeah, not really it's, about it, the it's not a movie where you're like he found love and that's why his life is perfect now it's more right. about like the attitudes of these characters and how their journey through life has changed their their attitude and the emotional arc of these characters and where they are later i i, I think that when that hit me in the 10 to 15 minutes afterwards, I started to get like really emotional. Yeah. And I can totally understand Greg on the episode said like he went out 
and the movie, the day was gray and you were just able to enjoy it anyway. And I <laughs> yeah. think that's kind of a perfect way to say it because yeah. that's, that's it's such an optimistic about. movie. Like yeah. I loved its its optimism and how it wasn't cynical about love. And, yeah. it and I liked that it started setting you up for the the sort of traps of romantic movies of like, well, this happened, but then this is going to happen. Yeah. But it's okay because then this is going to happen. Like mm-hmm. it didn't do that. It kind of started to go, well, this happened, but then he does this instead. You know, like yeah. it, it kind of shifted out of it, which I really liked. Yeah. And, and I loved the relationship between father and son in it. I thought yeah. it was just oh. great. Bill Nye is so good in it. Yeah, there was a there's a yeah, and there was a part in the the, the part between father and son near the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- there's a ping pong game near the end of the game. Yeah, they yeah, were yeah. just like, I might cry. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> but there was also like there was stuff about that that I didn't like. There was a, <laughs> ping I, pong I, is the saddest of all tables. Yeah, <laughs> but there I did. There was thing I felt I found myself criticizing things about it, and and I feel like it. The, it's a testament to the well, film. It's a movie about time yeah. travel, love by getting into a cupboard. And that and was why I'm saying that like there's going to be logic issues. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I'm saying, like, I found myself trying to, like, criticize it and poke holes in it and really and be irked by the things that didn't make logical sense. And mm-hmm. then, uh, like, ruminate, like, when I thought later about the more overall themes of the film and how it worked instead in spite of the things I didn't like it became even more of an enjoyable experience yeah i could i could let those things fall apart like there's a part uh with a father and son where they do something that i felt like was really overreaching in terms of trying to get like an emotional response but kind of left the logic of the film behind but but it didn't matter 10 minutes 15 minutes half an hour outside of the theater i was more just like whoa all of a sudden i had this intense emotional reaction like this is like really yeah i think i uh, one thing i do like about this movie a lot is that the time travel thing um in terms of him going back in time to kind of redo things in his life yeah i think there were moments where i was watching the movie and i was like i feel like this is creepy and weird but but i think when you actually think about this film it's not so much when you get to the end of the film, it's not so much about him going back to manipulate things in his life to be perfect. Like if he ended yeah. up with a girl and it was because he went back over and over again and everything was perfectly fine. Like, the, yeah. the, like I feel like the movie, the central relationship of the movie isn't necessarily what the point, like it's like it, it sets you up. Like it's going to be about, he's going to get this girl and his life will be perfect and stuff, but it's not about that. It's about the attitudes it's about the way you look at your life. It's Absolutely. about it's about so much more than just like. And then he gets a girlfriend, and and, and isn't the, that and, great? And, yeah, yeah, isn't that perfect? They ended up together. I mean, yeah. it's it's almost set up like yeah, that, yeah. It's not but, about like oh yay they got together yeah. and then he did this and she got mad, but yeah. then he did this and now she's not and no. they're gonna get together. Oh, yeah. I want a movie. It's almost Thanks, irrelevant. Julia. The journey that the the characters take. Yeah, yeah. I like that it was more about don't go back in time going back in time a million times to to fix all of your problems isn't going to make your life better i like that 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 was the the theme of the film absolutely yeah and i feel like that's something i this movie very easily could have just been about like a comedy of errors is he gonna get it right and then he got it right and he got her like i feel like yeah but we've already seen groundhog day and it's perfect so we don't need (laughs) that again yeah yeah i felt like yeah it was it was a movie that while i was watching it I, I thought it was like, oh, man, I wanted this to be a perfect film. But then in spite of the flaws, I was just like, wow, yeah, really affecting movie. Just mm-hmm. really yep. had I, I was really walking around afterwards just being like, yeah, that was really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely worth seeing. Totally. Yeah. Surprising. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be seeing it again. I'm going on a double date with my wife. Oh. And uh, yeah, 
nice. Go, go see that movie. Yeah, I'll totally. It's, like it's worth. Yeah, it's because yeah. again, I went in going like, oh, I don't want to see this. Yeah, and then I'm like, yeah, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. check it out. I think it's a, it's it's a, it's the the director. Uh, I keep wanting to say Richard Stanley, but that's the guy that made Hardware. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I really don't understand why yeah, that six name. One, really. Yeah, but he, uh, Alex was saying this is I can't take credit for this, but he builds these worlds with these characters that really, really, really well. Um, yeah, it, it's not like I just felt like the, all the characters in the movie were were interesting and enjoyable and had their own thing. Like the, there's a sister character that I think there's a lot of stuff that goes on there that really works. Uh, she's in a car accident. And and he kind of like goes back to try and make this thing not happen, and and I think mm-hmm. like the realizations and stuff that come out of his actions are are so much more important than the act of him going and trying to make his life perfect. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what is so interesting about this movie. Totally. Yeah. Did Alex enjoy it? Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, good. Good times. Mm-hmm. Time out. Casey says pause. Okay, so that's about time. Yeah. Um, Greg. Had the Netflix pick this week, Strange Frame. Strange Frame, Strange Frame. Love, and, love and Sex. And Sex. Now, I just wanted, as a precursor to this this conversation, um, I did, had no idea that this was a movie. I don't know. I just feel like it's hard to not want to like pick on movies and stuff. Yeah, like, but this is a small, independent yes. movie. And, I, yeah, and it has we, an interesting story. Absolutely. It's, and it's not so much that we're... like I am all for there being the more types of movies with more different types of narratives totally. and stuff is, is good. And I don't want people to think that we're picking on movies that are different or weird and stuff. Right. I just think well, like... Well, no, I think we champion yeah, weird, different movies exactly. more often than not. But yeah. when we are scrolling through Netflix and we see a movie called Love and Sax with saxophones and it says that it <laughs> takes place on Jupiter's Mars with, yeah, with yeah. ice pirates or whatever, we're like, this is something that looks <laughs> weird and we yeah, should see. Yeah, we should probably yeah rip on that. Yeah. So yeah, I, I it's uh, this is a I don't even know how to go about this. Um, I will okay. I'll go about. I'll, I'll explain what the movie is about. Yeah, and the strong points about it. It's a low budget. It is it's a low film. budget, small low budget movie that seems to be getting some really good press. Some yeah. very good press. Um, and it's a. Did anyone else watch any of it, or am I? Am I, I just saw the trailer. You're, you're alone. Okay. Yeah, I've seen the trailer too. Okay, good. All right, so uh, yeah, and it's it's an animated film, and it's uh, it's 500 years in the future. We've all had to leave Earth for, I don't know, one of the reasons. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> one of the reasons, <laughs> one of the science fiction reasons, like we, ah, we fucked up, we gotta yeah. go. Yeah, uh, it's not really That's important good. why we left Earth, and uh, the the price of leaving and going to the new life is two generations of service, basically slavery. And so, and this is what's interesting. I like this that they have genetically altered people to do jobs. Okay, um, I'll get into that. And uh, there's a girl. Uh, she she's one of the genetically altered slaves. Her, her lungs have been changed changed so she can work in mines. Uh, she escapes from that because she loves music and wants to be a, a rock star, a saxophone player. No, she oh. meets a saxophone player and falls in love with her. And then, I just assumed that with the bionic lungs you would think that had something to do with but it doesn't anyway I'm sorry I, I was too clever we will get there I, that's what I thought immediately too I'm like ah, oh no <laughs> and uh, they uh, so yeah uh, the, the girl meets uh, the saxophone player and falls in love with her they start a band they go to get signed 
uh, they get separated by the big musical industry, and things happen. There's and there's a lot of revolt and everyone because this has gone more than two generations of like service to your government. Yeah. For, anyway, so what's good about this is it's definitely its own look and feel. You know, it's a unique vibe, and uh, I like that if they have a if your main characters are a same sex couple, but it's mm-hmm. not about that even remotely, and yeah. it's not even really regarded as anything different. It's yeah. just it just. Happens they're that just, that's, that, their that's they're, they're, they're the two people who are in love. So that's, that's actually yeah. really cool. That's pretty awesome. And there's no white people in this movie, like of any kind that I could discern. Like everyone's either, I don't know. Like there's a lot of genetic mutation, but it was it, so it, it was a lot of thing. They made a lot of things that you aren't really in movies. Yeah. That you watch no now. white people. How do you mean? Like, like there's no there, like. Is it all aliens or like some are aliens? But there's but a, like the the humans are all typically people like of black color, or Asian a variety or, of color. Yeah. Really? Yeah, and just I no, like no blonde-haired, blue-eyed people. And I was like, "Well, that's kind of cool." Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, and you know, and go for it. Um, uh, that being said, this is <laughs> I did not enjoy this movie. Okay, uh, this movie because it, it's just not for me. Yeah, I like science fiction movies and stuff like that, but things have to work out to it. Like you've got, you can't just have them in there because there's science fiction tropes. Like uh, if you're gonna make her lungs like that, and that's like part of making a point of yeah. it. Incorporated in the story, maybe it's why she can sing the way she can, or maybe make her the saxophone player, yeah, yeah or right. something like that. And it has a lot of uh, stereotypes of storyline. You've got uh, the middle class girl who runs away from home, falls in love with the musician. They yeah. search, they reach for the stars, instead find corruption and drugs, get separated, have to refine each other. Uh, corporations yeah. are evil. Um, it's like <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Um and, and then there's a lot of interesting vocal talent in it. A lot of like veterans of uh, of yeah, voice work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Tara Strong, I think is. Yeah, and she's been doing like uh, voice work forever, forever. Yeah, yeah. Um, most people would know her. She's the voice of Harley Quinn from the Batman animated series. Oh yeah, yeah. Everything that character's ever been in. She's fantastic. There's there's a lot of interesting names mm-hmm. in 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 the cast of this thing that make me feel like it. There's some sort of weird crossover with Joss on? Whedon because yeah, yeah. no, there's a no lot connection. of just luck, I guess. Yeah. Um, and the Whedon, other than Ron Glass, the Whedon regulars aren't really Super major prominent. characters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ron Glass is delightful though. He's Venus Flytrap. <laughs> Wait, what? Venus Flytrap? When? On WKRP? No. Tim Reed. Isn't that Ron Glass? Oh no, that's Tim. Uh, Tim Reed. Tim Sorry. Reed. What TV show was Ron Glass on before? Uh, Surrender or uh, I, Firefly. I think he was on uh, Barney Miller. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, anyway, so yeah, other problems are like when you're going to go 500 years in the future and you're going to make it about and it's going to be a lesbian rock opera. First off, I don't know. Okay, music's going to change. Yeah, <laughs> and I hate it when music sounds too much like it does right now, and I'm supposed to believe in the future. Yeah, and it's like this music presupp- yeah, this movie presupposes that all innovation and change in music halted upon the release of the last brand new Heavies album. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh wow, that's not where I, what I thought you no, were going to say. <laughs> There's so much just. Jazz pop, smooth jazz pop going on. Oh, and I don't just like, like that. I don't care for jazz pop. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, that and- was the thing in the trailer that I was kind of like weird because it just like it has such like a hip edgy look. And I mean, I'm, from the trailer, the visuals I thought looked interesting and really like uh, rendered in in a lot of talent. But I just was yeah. like, I don't like the way it looks though. A no, little no, bit. no. But but I was kind of no, like the animation is a thing that I don't care for. Yeah. <laughs> but I did. I I, was and I the understand. One there's thing. no like, money. It just I don't like the look for such an like an edgy kind of like alternative visual style. I was kind of like, oh, but the music was just like. Smooth sax and and weird <laughs> yeah, weird just kind of so crunchy smooth guitar sax. in the trailer yeah, oh, anyway, yeah. uh, and and just like weird things as the story went along. When the two main characters meet each other, it's in the middle of like a, a riot in the streets, and they go and and during the riot, they meet. That's where they're like, oh man, and you and me, and uh, yeah. and they go and uh, bang in an alley during the riot. And I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> Why is like the like the bullets are flying? Yeah. And While they're fucking in an alley, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like I'm like, well, that's... I can't tell if I like or don't like. It. Yeah, I didn't like it. And then yeah. it cuts to like some other people are doing that. I'm like, is this part of the? Th- I don't know. It's- Wait, so yeah. other people are fucking in that alley in a different alley, <laughs> D- different alien people. Okay, are fucking in an alley. Like, it's While got, it definitely has this like. Uh, f- it's it's like it has an overt sexuality about it that seems really misplaced uh, and. <laughs> I don't know. Like, there's nipples in scenes where you're like, "Whoa, why is there a nipple here? This doesn't make it." <laughs> why were there, there weren't to any boobs, or yeah, are they just? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like, there weren't. Any, there's no nipples in the sex scene. But yeah. then when they're on a talk show, the talk show host's tits are hanging out, and I was like, "What is going on here?" That's... <laughs> Maybe they happening. were trying to like subvert, like, like I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, what were they trying to subvert? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I so, didn't, like trying to also, say like in our culture, like your like breasts are loud in sex scenes, but like we're so stringent about like not having sex on TV. Maybe that's yeah, some flip, kind of choice. The that they, yeah, that yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I'm looking into it. I think. <laughs> you were looking hard into it, and I'm trying. I'm trying. I don't want to be mean, and I because <laughs> I, this. I know this is a small yeah project that people worked probably for a decade on. Uh, but yeah, it just wasn't for me. I think people should probably watch this because it is—it's bananas. Yeah, and I did notice on this on the movie's Twitter feed uh, that they—they've they, encouraged more than one person to get fucked up before they watch them. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
movie. I oh, noticed really? that too. Yeah. Really? Okay. All right. Yeah, I saw they tweeted. <laughs> See, just that I like, don't care for. There was a screener, a screening going on or something. They tweeted like, "Bring your favorite psychedelic." Or yeah, something. yeah. Like, hey, I'm a grown up. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't like, like, I also don't like, like, hey, we made a movie. If you get really fucked on on drugs, maybe <laughs> yeah, it'd be, it'd be good. And so they, so our okay, sorry, our characters' names are our lead characters, Parker and Naya, um, are in love, and they go. Their talent agent, who's voiced by Tim Curry, and they're gonna go see him, and he's like, "Let's get fucked up," and they get really fucked up, and then it's like a week later, and they've they're separated, and Parker, the saxophone player, she's our narrator as well, hmm. has been like ousted. And they just want Naya because she's got the vocals and the lyrics and the stuff. Yeah. And so then she can't get to her. And then I, got, I was really having trouble just staying with it. I kept on just like tuning out and like looking at the wall. <laughs> and uh, I wasn't on any drugs. I don't know. Um, <laughs> There's your problem right there. And what the evil of the record industry in 500 years is, is that if you're really good and you've got something that the people like, then they take you and... Turn, clone you into a robot and they keep you alive in the, like a basement in a bad part of town okay. and suck your I don't know something out I, uh, of and uh, the robot goes okay. on tour and does all your stuff I heard that's what happened with the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones <laughs> <laughs> That explains so yeah. much. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's, I don't know why that's a thing. Yeah, yeah like, do do they say why they do that? Because may, robots you know, are they more probably dependable. Did. I, I feel like I'm doing some of this a disservice because yeah. I, yeah. I, I I really tuned out. Like and I, I was like, that, I'm not rewinding yeah. any part of this. Yeah. <laughs> but I can like I can totally understand how like maybe that's an idea that like could work somehow. Like like I think there's something interesting yeah, I there. Yeah, I think like, you should justify it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Like the like human like the human isn't the important thing. It's the talent. So if you remove the human from yeah, it, you yeah, have yeah. just this. Like, I, I get. Kind of, whatever. But it's still sort of, yeah, yeah. And, totally. and there's the the whole. And so, Parker, the saxophone player, is hooked up with these two like space pirates in quotations. Uh, one's the Ron Glass character, and he's an amputee who flies a ship. And uh, his partner is voiced by Cree Summer. Yeah. From uh, oh, I love Cree Summer. Yeah, she's the hugest crush on her ever. Since oh different my world. god, yeah. yeah. A different world is just full of gorgeous women. Yeah, yeah. It was just fucking Crush Central. It was at that yeah. pivotal Crush age, Central. too. Oh, yeah, Like, yeah. when I was just like, oh. Yeah. Crush Central like 13 Station. or 14 yeah. when that... Get yeah. a train. If yeah. I just get a billowy yeah. silk shirt <laughs> <laughs> and glasses with several lenses. Um... Yeah, uh, where was I? Yeah, so Cree Summer, she's one of the people who's been mutated. For And again, here's a problem. She's been mutated so she can do tasks or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but what they've mutated her into is like a bear with bat wings. Oh. <laughs> uh, now I love yeah. this movie. <coughs> yeah, well, they need And I don't know what purpose that was well, supposed to be because exactly her previous job, her previous job to being a space pirate was being a phone sex yeah. operator. Well, we all know <clears throat> that bears like honey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And... Bees are often up in the tree somewhere. This is true. The bear's going to use the bat wings to get his hand in that fucking thing. Yeah, uh, uh, and a bear with bat wings is also my favorite Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, 
Okay, hold on now. This I'd like to have a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to have a conversation about the size of the wings. Are they like are a they regular tiny? bat wing? Because no, 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 tiny they're bat big. Wing, are they, they're giant bat yeah, wings? Yeah, they've got a little be, creepy yeah. bat hands at the uh, the the axe like the access point yeah, of the wings, yeah. like little. So she's got her own bear hands, but then on the wings have little. Oh, like, she got bear hands, and she's got. She's a bear. Yeah. <laughs> and there are wings on her back that have little, you know, the little bat fingers. Yeah. Big wings that could support a bear. She flies around on them. Oh, okay. So inside her spaceship. Now you're selling me on this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Okay. So so now she does a d- another job. She used to be a phone sex operator, right. which I guess explains the bear. Right. <laughs> Why they turned her into a bear. Did they turn her into a bear? Or? I'm well, not. In- she was getting all these calls that was like, are you a bear or are you a bat? Because I'm only attracted to one of those things. And if you're one of the other ones, I'm out of here. And they were just like, you know what? Everyone's talking about bats or bears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah well, they're very in this season. She does so use her phone did. sex powers to get them out of trouble at one okay. point. Well, then uh, at least ex- they explain use how. <laughs> uh, well, uh, a security ship turns up and is like, "What are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here." And she's like, uh, "Well, I'm boning my husband." They're oh. like, Carry on. Uh, 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 and the guy's like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> It turned into a Benny Hill movie. <laughs> 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 um, Don't worry about it, Lou. It's just a, <laughs> it's just some kind of a bear bat <laughs> fucking her husband. Who's an amputee? <laughs> Carry on. Uh, it is between twelve and twelve thirty. When that's we allow not illegal that. right now. <laughs> Keep going. Finish up by twelve twenty nine though. Uh, oh, there was some other here. like I was just like then fascinated with the mutations that are. I'm trying to figure out what is your job. Yeah, <laughs> there's a cat with with really big tits, and uh, <laughs> I think that explains itself. Yeah. Just like I mean, this the character has no business with with the film. Just like walking past the cat, like there's a scene okay. where. Uh, Parker, the saxophone player, is being arrested by the lizard cops, and uh, I feel don't, like look, don't worry about it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and then uh, they do something like they hack into the lizard cops' head gun, and it's going to explode. Everyone runs, and there's a cat with giant tits that runs by. I feel like <laughs> yeah. if you're going to say don't worry about it, stop producing more yeah. questions. Well, I feel like I feel like the cat with tits is like a backshiism. I feel yeah, like it's yeah like, absolutely. Like we have these crazy for things, sure. and I'm not going to tell you about them but there they are like oh i feel like the oversexed nature of this movie was like hey yeah the cat we didn't get it yeah (laughs) everything about this movie (laughs) we didn't get it (laughs) check it out guys we didn't understand (laughs) okay and then uh uh what was i gonna say more oh mutations so yeah then uh parker goes into this club at one point and there's this girl whose only only mutation i can see is she has an extra set of eyebrows Okay. <laughs> that are directly above her eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> Very now, what has she at. been bred for? <laughs> <I don't, laughs> she, looking just quizzical. in case they need somebody yeah. to look really surprised. Yeah. <laughs> and she'll get that shit done. Like, a, like an oh. actor in the theater. It's like, I'm tired of you like overacting. <laughs> I want the people in the back to be able to be like, oh, they're excited. They're Both their eyebrows went up. And I can see that from there. <laughs> Are they uh, bigger eyebrows than her original? No, they're ones? the exact same size and color. I don't Blue. know why that was important to me. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, you know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it was not not as successful a movie as it maybe could have been. No, but then you know, I talked to a friend of mine 
um, who had seen it. Like oh, I brought yeah. it up, and I've seen that movie, man. And yeah. he was like, and it was like I was really high. It was, yeah. was all right. <laughs> He's like, just get really high. So I guess that's the only. Sorry, are you friends with a Cheech and Chong character? Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Get really high, uh, man. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so maybe that's. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't get really high because I was like, I'm watching this movie to understand it. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and again, I'm a grown up. I'm just watching a movie here. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know what to say here. I try. I didn't want to laugh at this movie, yeah. but look. <laughs> well, no. Originally, like, I, I feel full disclosure. Originally, we really did want to laugh at it. Absolutely. It seemed very outlandish. And at, at its face, you cannot say it doesn't look like an outlandish movie. Yeah. Um, just seeing the trailer yeah. and stuff like that. But yeah. we were contacted on Twitter yeah. by uh, by the makers of the movie. Yeah. They favorited a tweet they of ours. They favorited a tweet of ours talking about it. We had said, I put on Facebook, we're going to watch this movie. It looks weird right. and crazy mm-hmm. and out there. And uh, it, that got pushed to Twitter and they favorited it and then linked us to a uh, review. To a very positive, a very positive yeah. And again, all the film. reviews I read were very positive. Yeah. But right. again, I disagreed with a lot of them and, and all of them kept on saying groundbreaking and innovative and I'm like, okay, ground. Um, all right, yes. In some senses, like yes, it's very different and, and unique to have yeah. the same sex couple yeah. and a couple other things. But I mean, that, that's the story itself yeah. is not anything even remotely new. And the, the the because of the limitations on the budget, no, yeah. there's nothing really unique or new about the animation. It yeah, just, it, nothing looks this way because most animated movies have a larger budget. Mm. And it's and it's I don't know. Yeah, uh, and I think oh, I mean, I think we did. I think we covered. Like, I mean, I think it's important to say, like, yeah, it is. Like, it's just <coughs> presented as these are our characters, and these are the kind. This is who they are. These are just people getting people into a situation. Into a relationship. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Their sexuality. Again, has I, I think that sounds that's really cool. That's yeah. absolutely cool, and yeah. I hope that that and starts to become more of a trend. Absolutely, sure. not just not just like sexuality, but like race as well. Like this character isn't our black character. Yeah, this is right. just a character. Mm-hmm. You know, just absolutely, and that's and that does sound really cool. And I think what you also said about that, that there's no white people in it. I think that's like super cool. And I'm also built to not enjoy this movie because I I hate jazz pop. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. I I can't stand it. It's just a taste thing. Some people like it. Yeah. You know, I don't. Totally. <laughs> so a whole movie of it is really just <laughs> a lot. Like, I can't with. like the emotional core of this film is not ever going to uh, communicate yeah. to me. Yeah. Totally. So not even a bat bear. Ah, well, not even Chris a bad Summer bear was my favorite part of this movie. <laughs> yeah. Except for some weird dialogue where she, like, they, this is the thing where I was like, what am I watching? Because she gets mad, like, oh, this thing doesn't work. And she yells, ah, space me. What? What? Yeah. Sp- using space as an yeah. expletive. Yeah. Anyway. That's I, what? Uh, yeah. I like that. I hate that. Because <laughs> well, I don't go, ah, gonna... Earth, you guys. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're going to use a replacement, like, uh, the, what do they do on Battlestar Galactica? They frack. Frack. Oh, I like, hate you, that, you need too. To, yeah, but you need to at least But make... I didn't mind that, because at least it doesn't mean something exactly. else. You need to make up a word. Yeah, or, right. Like, right. Yeah. And it's a so, different time and universe, so maybe they say that yeah. instead of, you know, whatever the fuck. <laughs> whatever the guitar, whatever. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever the, the bat bear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um, all right, well, well, let's roll for next week. Yeah. Or what were you going to say, Casey? Uh, no, we got to talk about an album first. Oh, yeah. yeah I forgot. Fuck, settle man. the fuck so, down. <laughs> you, you've settled down. Yeah. You've yeah. racing out of here like pink lightning. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you're also wearing a very salmon-y shirt yeah, yeah. T- today, too. It's so covered in pink lightning bolts under this hoodie. Sweet. <laughs> 
<laughs> I knew it. Um, so last week, Casey got to pick the album for us to listen to, yeah. and yep. he picked. I the, picked the new Eminem, the Marshall yeah. Mathers LP two. two, two, which is some sort of a sequel. Yeah, <coughs> spiritual no. sequel, I believe, and there is I some carryover of characters. Sure. Well, sure. Yeah, and but that, I, by, on the Wikipedia, he said it wasn't so much that he was trying to make a direct sequel, but that it was like the 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 feeling and the tone right. was yeah. being continued. Or, which I, my albums aren't selling anymore, so, yeah. so I want to recognize the Remember the one that everybody yeah. actually liked? Yeah. Here you go. Nobody cares about my like underdog story about how I'm like beating drugs because my last album was about that and and like was the just eviscerated by the critics. Also, well, maybe I'll go back to what I used to do. Yep. Yeah, which is fucking rag on my mom, and like that's all he fucking. Yeah, there. I hated this album. It's yeah. awful, and really there's nothing like sadder than listening to a guy in his forties bitch about his mom. Yeah. Jesus Christ, especially <laughs> when oh, wait, that's all. But he's changed it up because he's mad at his dad too now. <laughs> no, he's been mad at his dad, but not before, in too. multiple songs but, on one album. See, this is this is I think the the main problem with someone like Eminem where. Everything that makes him famous is expository. Like, mm-hmm. it's about him. Mm-hmm. You know, like, everything that he does is in some way autobiographical. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, uh, yeah. So when, when, and when you do that, and when you're putting out so much content, the world is just going to get sick of your bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that was my issue with this, because I don't, I'm not, I don't know a lot of his stuff. I've heard over the years, his singles and stuff, but I've never really been a fan of his albums. And I found, like, with this album... I, I mean, maybe I wasn't reading enough into the songs, but I just, I, I felt like, and I said this to you guys on Facebook, I just like, I didn't know, like, where do the characters end and where does his shit, like, issues begin? It just right. doesn't, like, if you're going to do, kind of, like, because I, I know he plays a lot with characters. I know one of the songs in this album is, like, the sequel to whatever, the, the Stan character from the, mm-hmm. the first one. Right. And it's just like, to the casual ear, me... <clears throat> I don't know what's the character and what's you just being an asshole and what's you being a homophobe and a misogynist. Like, where does... This is my big problem. And it, it almost... Well, actually, this was something that I kind of liked about uh, about listening to it in a very tangential way, I think. Um, because he, call, he uses the word faggot Ugh. and it sounds like a sad old man, yeah. right? It yeah, just absolutely. sounds like, like, oh, dude. There's like, a bunch... Nobody, yeah. nobody thinks this way anymore. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, people barely still thought this way 13 years ago. Yeah, back yeah. when when the first out. But you could kind of accept it because he was just out of nowhere. And he was, it was just like, being a Whoa, bratty holy dick. fuck, what is going on with this young fucking white guy who right. can rap? Like, yeah. was, you know. And there was I also a certain, there's a certain element of like, is he is he saying fag right, ironically? Right. Yeah, but like, now after thirteen years, you're just saying fag. Yeah, yeah. And it's not it's it's a word with different connotations now. Like it, sure. It's, and I understand he's gone over and over and said, look, it's not the word doesn't mean anything with the with homosexuals to me. It means yeah. being you but, know like uh, weak or uh, yeah. a sissy and stuff like. And I Which understand a lot of people using that way. And yeah, mean, it is because that's where it came from. Yeah, like, yeah it yeah. came from describing gay people as lesser. Yeah, and yeah. and now I, like, like you can't disconnect. 
a word like that. You can't just say like, oh, well, I didn't mean it that yeah, way. You it's can't like, well, take it back. <laughs> no. Yeah, and there's like in it's there's like in no rap god. There's, there's or... yeah, and then especially with the misogyny, there's some stuff that he just like yeah, you're just yeah. being like really horrible. And it, and, yeah, and again, like I, I understand like if you're creating these characters and and this is the characters that you're playing and this is their attitudes and stuff, then I need some definition of what this character like. I just listening to lyrics like I like I said I like I didn't know like is this a character like what is yeah. the connotation in which these things are being said because I felt like that wasn't defined enough for me to be able to say like okay well then I'm going to give you a pass in terms of you're t- telling a story or 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 you're not singing from your point of view it's different character like I feel like there's a way if you're going to be doing that like in movies like if you're going to have a, a horrible asshole do something really horrible I don't think your movie is supporting that because this is a character right like yeah. I cannot there's a way that you can do things like that and I don't think that Eminem Dan, understands that, that time and effort yeah and <laughs> I don't think like that's the thing I don't think he he I don't, necessarily has the uh, um, ability no. to, to paint that full picture. I don't either. Like, I think he's just, I think every album that comes out from this guy just further solidifies, oh, he's just a guy who comes up with cool things that rhyme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know, he, his, his ability to, to rhyme is and, and it's his amazing. Flow and delivery is and unbelievable. But the uh, so just that on the, the intent aside, behind it is nothing. No, nothing. But I even felt like at, like at times, like I didn't think like straight through that that his abilities really like shined. I felt like no, it doesn't always, and it's, no. it's waned a lot in years. Yeah, you know, uh, like there was some stuff where I was just like, you re- like are just rhyming the same word over and over again, and and it's not clever and it's not well put no, together. No. And then there would be other moments when like I feel like he can only rap really well when he's doing the angry thing. Mm-hmm. But that's when I like dislike him. Most so there was this weird, like he, because there was some stuff in the first track, like before he kind of like builds up his 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 uh, speed and emotion and stuff. Where I was just like, I feel like you don't know how to rap. Like, <laughs> there were some slow rhymes where I was like, you are awful right now. And yeah. then like ten minutes later, because or That's however long, it was a long song, song <laughs> I was like, oh, now you're like rapping really fast and doing interesting rhymes schemes and stuff. And I was like, what happened to the guy that couldn't do like a you know slow beat? Yeah. <laughs> it's, yep. I don't know. Yeah, it's a uh, like a rap god is kind of what I focused on the most because it was the most conflicting song in the album for me because that was the one where I was like his flow sounds great to me. Uh, I actually like the beat in that song because yeah, I didn't like any of the beat. beats on this album at all. I uh, th- there's some little novelty beat like the, the song he like does with no Kendrick Lamar. Uh, I like Kendrick Lamar, so I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm check this out. And and they use uh, the game of love. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they use that song as sort of the the background, and it is again just like about this you know disillusionment with bitches and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Like, yeah. Right, well, whatever. But with the use of other songs, like I kind of like like I, you know we when hip hop was first really using sampling it'd be like lift the bass line lift this yeah, it wasn't and shape it into something else yeah, yeah. now I feel like so many of the songs on here it's like uh, what, what song well, is Pop it Daddy's it's just like fault. it's just like him listening to a song yeah. and rapping at it yeah, what was the line where he know? takes the hook uh, yeah, from, from uh, uh, Time of the Season Time of the Season yeah, yeah I was like this yeah, is yeah, the rhyme worst. or reason rhyme yeah. or and reason. there's a big chunk of it where he just the song is going and he's like yep yeah and he's just he's just agreeing with the lyrics yeah just now like, he's made it about again about his dad or yeah, something. Yeah, or at least yeah, there's yeah, a verse yeah. about it, and it's like, uh, 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 what's your name? Eminem. Yep. Who's your daddy? I don't know. <laughs> Is he rich like me? <laughs> I'm rich. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, he's just talking to the yeah. song. Like, in Casey's not exaggerating. That's exactly no. Those are what the actual it, lyrics, and it keeps going right to the build yeah. of the chorus. Yeah, like it's yeah. an entire verse and chorus yeah. from time of the season. But then he sings his own thing over it, which I'm just like, this is. 
Yeah. Boring, man. Like, oh, I don't want to hear anything. I felt like that's Puff Daddy's fault, though. This is he was true. the one who this really started true. to just yeah. rape songs. I just felt like um, he didn't like the like the, the production didn't have enough like mm. kick to it. It felt like a lot of murky, just like ugh, I don't know. Like I didn't feel like there was enough like boom bap to it. I felt like there was one or two songs where it did like Rap God's beat was it pretty interesting. Well, it felt kind of so, fresh and something like that. Yeah, but, you know, some of the Rick Rubin stuff like I would have expected. Tired. I know I would have expected. Ne- though, I that's like, the stuff I was excited about. I know. He was just like, hey, remember Beasties? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. There's not quite I'll a good yeah. beat as yeah, I did yeah. for them. <laughs> or maybe he doesn't give a fuck about Eminem, and he's like, here's some old shit I wouldn't give to the Beastie yeah. Boys. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that, yeah. Yeah, this was awful. I didn't like it. Well, it was a slog to get through so long. So it's like an hour long. It's really minutes. long. Exhausting. But yeah. yeah. It's just a bummer, man, because I think the guy has talent. And oh, I think he has well, yeah. wit. But it's just... I mean, when when because I was a fan, I I, I listened to the first uh, or the first uh, Marshall Mathers LP quite a lot, and I, I liked the Eminem show. But with the Eminem show, I was like, whoa, we are really treading with overkill with this stuff because like I, the, uh, Marshall Mathers is really unique and different. But you got to move on from that and yeah. get, try some new shit, even if it does fucking. You got to wade through it, you yeah. know. Like good artists that last for a long time, fucking stretch out and try things. And yeah. sometimes their fans go, and sometimes they don't. But that's how you fucking. You, that's what you have to do. And for him to be doing this, rehashing these same themes, maybe again that's... and again and again, it's just it's, it's now it's become really sad. Again, a guy in his forties bitching about his parents. Yeah, you know, a millionaire in his forties. Bitching about his parents that again and again and, and again. He's already again. done it over and over and over. You know, again, like. on, and he's done it. And he does it multiple times on each album. It's not like it's one song an album. It's yeah. like six to ten songs an album that yeah. are about his fucking mom, man. But like, not even necessarily just about his mom. It, no. It's like if he can't, if he runs out of subject matter for one song, he'll just start bitching yeah. about his mom. Yeah. Like, and there's a certain point. Like he's he was regarded as this. Um, uh, is this brilliant poet and as yeah. this like like um, amazing a, a artist? Bob Dylan of hip hop. He was referred to as uh, by yeah. a lot of people. Yeah, by by an actual like uh, poet laureate or something. Yeah, I remember being yeah un- feeling uncomfortable about that. Yeah, yeah. but like y- you kind of go like, okay, well, he has all this talent. He's mad at his mom. Yeah, give him an album or two to get mad at his mom, and then see how time and maturity focuses that wild crazy energy into mm. something really interesting and here it's just he might as well just be a 23 year old idiot yeah, yeah. Uh, like there's no like, growth, there's no growth at all no. and it's like if you were this great fucking brilliant artist that you yourself even claim to be where's the growth like where where is the point to your journey yeah. there's no journey he's just stuck back in fucking you know therapy even, even, 20 years ago even Bon Jovi I saw an interview with him when he was turning 40 and he was like hey man look you know I can't be writing songs about the prom anymore <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah even he figured it even out even Bon Jovi gets it <laughs> oh Bon John Bovi yeah <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I I did not like it. No, no, no. And just, I did, and I went into it, went into it kind of knowing I wasn't gonna like it, but I was like, yeah, not for yeah. me. <laughs> yep. So uh, what are we listening to this week? This week, uh, well, I had an unusual experience with a, and it was oversexed and bizarre and conflicting and. And this album was also conflicting and upsetting. And anyway, I just need to, everything to to change. And let's get let's let's have have a nice time all okay. together. And anyway, oh, well, not really, because oh. I want you guys to sex me up. Okay, I want you oh. to listen to Color Me Bad. Oh man, with oh. their nineteen, I don't know, what is it, ninety album CMB. Okay, and it does feature. I want to sex you up. Yeah. Uh, 
How many how many D's should I use in spelling? I believe name? it's two D's. All right, good. Medida. Call her me Medida. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right, yeah. There's I, a creepy guy. There's uh su- other creepy guy. There's Kenny G uh, and some other guy. I'm super band. like in terms of, I don't like I'm really unfamiliar with it as uh-huh. uh, What's I, the other name? than maybe one the single or whatever. Sex me up, but yeah. Yeah. What's the name of the album? CMB. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Duh. Um, all right. Interesting. Yeah, me up, boys. Okay. <laughs> I hope you like I Pink Lightning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. All right. Well, let's roll. Uh, yeah. Let's roll then for this week. Yeah. All right. Well. This week, uh, the new Hunger Games movie is coming out, Catching yep. Fire. And we Obviously, all enjoyed the first one. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the, uh, steps forward in the uh, series. I liked the yeah, first one. I thought I, for improvement. I didn't like the, the style, but I thought it was a good movie, entertaining. Yeah, I liked the first one. I have zero desire to see the second one. So uh, Fair enough. Uh, but I feel like I'll, if I win, which I hope I do because the losing movie is fucking brutal. <laughs> Um, I feel like I will have a good time at the movies yeah. watching this thing, yeah. but I just have zero impetus to actually yeah. do it. Yeah. So we're rolling for that against one for the money, a Netflix pick. Yep. This is uh, Catherine Heigl Catherine is Heigl. Bounty Hunter. Bounty Hunter. I don't believe Catherine Heigl as an actress, <laughs> let alone as a fucking bounty hunter. <laughs> yeah, this looks really bad. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to having to see it. No. So Casey's rolling. All right. Bounty Hunter versus. What do you got? I'm going half carpet, half bouncy tiles. I don't know, man. Stealing my three. Well, it's better than I've been rolling lately. Casey rolled a three. <laughs> I'm going all bouncy tile. <laughs> <laughs> and I have rolled a one. Fuck. <laughs> yes, you did. All right. Greg's it's all about rolling. the combo, buddy. I've got a three. Three. Uh, got a three too. Thank fucking God. Yeah. <laughs> I all right. I want to watch that. Great. <laughs> <laughs> And I was excited to see Catching Fire. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. And I didn't yeah. even give a fuck, and I won. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so tradesies? Uh, You're saying tradesies? Well, all I got to do is sex him up, Pink Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, yeah. if it was anything other than this terrible Catherine Heigl movie, maybe there'd be tradesies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah. now. Now. What are we getting into here? Uh, the little television corner, I guess. Get, Sweet. Like a something to call Yeah, this. we got to get a better name <laughs> Television Corner. Come up with some music. I, why don't we just keep calling it Prison Break Corner? No. <laughs> no. Now with more Airwolf. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start uh, Airwolf Corner with a with a clip. Okay. Uh, because I've been, for those of you who have never watched Airwolf or anything like that, I guess because uh, the show, maybe they needed to explain to uh, listeners <laughs> who are curious about it what the hell it is but now at the beginning like the the opening credit song happens and then the, there's this preamble okay um so i'll play that for you just in case you needed to know what this show is uh, about okay here you go file 856-7w top secret subject airwolf a mach 1 plus attack helicopter sought by government's friendly and foreign airwolf has been hidden by test pilot stringfellow hawk Return to the government only if his brother Sinjin, an MIA in Vietnam, can be found. Michael Colesmith Briggs III, codename Archangel, deputy director of the intelligence agency that developed Airwolf, believed to covertly provide logistical support to Hawk in exchange for flying Airwolf on missions of national interest. Hawk 
Walker's 34, reclusive, <laughs> sensitive, alone. Known to associate with his only friend and mentor, Dominic Santini. Together, Hawk and Santini fly Airwolf at speeds rivaling the fastest jets. Backed by unmatched firepower, Airwolf is a weapon too dangerous to be left in unenlightened hands. Finding Airwolf is your number one priority. Oh my, am I on this year? <laughs> It's so, my. There you go. It's Air, my priority. Airwolf has two extensive technology for anyone under the age of thirty-four. Yeah, <laughs> you must be this tall to drive Airwolf. <laughs> Luckily, are you sensitive enough to fly Airwolf? <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of things to tell you about, so I'm going to talk really fast. And I'm also going to talk a lot about a lot of things about how old people are. And, uh, <laughs> what the fuck? Oh man. So <laughs> I love that they mention he's 34. I know. Why would you get into that? He's 34. He's sensitive. He lives alone. <laughs> he likes long walks on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> he had a long-term girlfriend once, but she betrayed him for another. <laughs> Ever since, he's been kind of sad and melancholy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this this week's episode of Airwolf was much different than last week's. Last week's had like it was conflicting because it was so ridiculous, and he was going to spank your butt if you don't speak English. And, <laughs> And that dog was looking at pussies and all kinds of stuff. And then, but there was all these like themes with you know uh, the conflicting emotions with the Cold War and Russia. And wow, it was really uh, anyway. I loved it. So this week, what's going on is um, there's a movie shoot happening. And if you don't remember, well, a while back I talked about Airwolf, and in the pilot, it's revealed that Stringfellow Hawk and Dominic are they they pilot helicopters for movies. It's kind of one of the things they do. And they've got this sweet Jeep that's got an American flag paint job and a helicopter with the same. And uh, <clears throat> so there's this movie being filmed where the, the main stunt in the movie is a helicopter has to land on the back of an 18-wheeler truck that's going down a highway. And no one can do this. Mm-hmm. So they're like, we've got to get Santini Air and go get the Stringfella Hawkfella. And so... <laughs> But Santini Air is owned by Aaron Sport Night's character, Dominic Santini. And so he's like, I'm going to do it, Stringfellow. I want to uh, go land this plane of this helicopter on it. And Stringfellow Hawk's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why Why does he want to do it? Or why are they going to do it all together? Like? No, just why do you want to do it? Like, they're, they've got Airwolf now. They work for the government doing all kinds of crazy yeah. stuff. But whatever. And it... So, uh, and, and it, so the they're trying to do it before they contact Stringfellow and Dominic, and this helicopter pilot can't do it, and uh, the the producer or whatever the guy's putting up money is yelling at the director, and he's like, "We got to, you know, well, who's the best then? You know, you you gambled our whole budget on this, so you said it could happen. Who's the best?" And they're like, "Oh, this, you know, Santini Air. They did all the effects on a movie called Green Cloudburst." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, really? That's your made-up movie title? Yeah, Green well, Cloudburst. <laughs> Paramount presents. Those yeah. are three words. <laughs> so, I, if a movie came out called Green Green Cloudburst, I would be fucking there, man. <laughs> I want to know what kind of cloudburst is it? Is it like? Is the green like? <laughs> like, why is it green? Yeah, yeah. there's a lot. It does evoke yeah. a lot of before questions. Before it bursts, burst is it like an explosion. Like, what's going yeah, on yeah. here? So, yeah, is, anyway, is it a fart? Land, like, I feel like it's a fart. <laughs> it's probably, probably a fart, one of those right? fart movies. You yeah. Know. yeah. Oh, those are good. Yeah, yeah a lot of good stunts. <laughs> the alternate title was Fart Counter. <laughs> I couldn't even say it. Brap. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, Dominic goes to Stringfellow, and he's like, I'm going to land this plane on this truck. It's really dangerous. And Stringfellow's like, I don't think you should do this. He's like, why? You think I can't because I'm old? 
<laughs> and he's like, no, I think like you don't need the money that bad. Like, and yeah. I was like, yeah, you, I'm the one who needs to know about what money I need. You think I'm old? Uh, and he's like, uh. <laughs> from the and sounds then, of it, he's also drunk. Yeah, well, certainly it's Borg Nine. He sounds like that. <laughs> he has always. Didn't they land yeah. a uh, helicopter on a truck in Mercenary Fighters? They absolutely yeah. did. No, like, no, no, you're thinking of Green Cloud Burst. Oh, <laughs> I love that fart movie. <laughs> it's my favorite one. Green Cloud Burst Two, Pink Lightning. <laughs> Anyway, so they're arguing about that, and he's like, "What? You think I can't do that anymore?" And he's like, "Dom, listen, look, you know, like uh, I'm I'm 34, as the title has told us." <laughs> and he's like, yeah. "And there's, you know, like I can't run the hundred meter in ten seconds anymore, and blah blah blah." And I was like, 10 seconds? That this is this TV show is from 1984, and if he's referring to being able to do it when he was younger, we're talking five to ten years before. So that's the 70s when the world record." For the 100-meter sprint was like 10.1 seconds. So Stringfellow Hawk is implying that he is the fastest man in the, the world. The fastest man alive. <laughs> See, when you said that, you were like, uh, 10 seconds, 100 meters. And I was like, yeah, is that I don't is that good? <laughs> I don't know. I've never run. Right yeah. now. Right now in 2013, the world record for the 100-meter sprint is held by Usain Bolt. Yeah. And it's 9.76. Right. And he is the fastest man alive. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, it's because Stringfellow Hawk never competed uh, in the Olympics, I guess. Yeah, that's probably it. You, uh, <laughs> I, was, I don't know. I just thought that was funny. He's like, I used to be the fastest man alive. As yeah. well as the best I think it's pilot. weird that you know so many specifics about <laughs> fucking I, world records. I've for... watched the Olympics, and then after he said it, I had to look it up. I'm like, okay, yeah. what was the world record? Yeah, like, yeah, right. 78 or whatever. Yeah, it's like 10.1. Uh, cool. I f- Official I like record. I know Who uh, knows? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They, These helicopter yeah, pilot yeah. dudes could be running real Stinkle fast. Yeah. Yeah. Best not sending it to the Guinness. Yeah. That's a waste. Anyway, uh, so they they have a fight, and now and like this whole episode is just like, well, he's gonna do it, and Stringfellow doesn't want him to. But then the company's like, oh, you're gonna do this stunt for us, Mr. Santini. That's great. We're gonna try and get some other guy to do your job for you. And so then they're trying to get Stringfellow Hawk to do it, and he's like, I'm not gonna do it. But then Michael Archangel, he shows up, and he's like, I want you to go in there and you know do the job because it turns out that the guy who's funding the movie is an international like gold thief or something awesome. like that. And this movie is a is a whole it's a front. For okay. his next job. Well, well there's good. why the name's yeah. so bad. Yeah. Well, I'm like I'm glad that that at le- that it at least became something. Yeah. Like where there's a plot involved. For sure. It's not just yeah, like, it's like super. This convenient. one's about landing a helicopter on a truck. <laughs> but around the but world, it is. <laughs> yeah. But around the that. world, in the in the world of Airwolf, all, there's all these children all around the world that are being like, oh, I was excited for that fart movie called Green. <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> um. And yeah, hi, hi, hi. so he's gonna go do the job, but then Stringfellow go. Then he's like, "Oh, they're because the, the company comes to him and they're like, we want you to do it because we think he's he said he's gonna do it, and we know he's a great pilot, but he could die, so maybe you should do it." And Stringfellow's <laughs> like, "I'll do it because he's Micro Archangel," and so he takes Dominic's job, which makes Dominic mad. But then Stringfellow, and then there's actually a good emotional scene in the middle of the episode where he's like, "I, you know, I'm doing the job, but it's not because I'm trying to cut you out. It's because." Michael Archangel told me it's this guy's a big thief and I you know I've got to do this job for the government. Yeah. And he's and and uh Dominic punches Stringfellow Stringfellow Hawk in the face and then Stringfellow won't fight him 
And there's really like a good scene from Ernest Borgnine where he's like, fight me! Why don't you fight me like I'm still a man? And like really goes at him, you know, because he's so freaked out about aging and stuff like that. And I was like, fucking, what is with this show that has these like really intense emotional moments every once in a while? I'm like, because that was fucking awesome. But then it just continues to be about landing a helicopter on a truck. <laughs> I don't see the problem there. But no. he smooths it all over with Dominic because he's like, look, I'm going to go do this thing and land on the truck, but I need you to bail me out by flying Airwolf. Hey, buddy, who wants to fly Airwolf? Oh, oh like he's fucking like placating him. Yeah, t- but he goes uh, You for know it. what? It totally if you're works. a big boy yeah. and you don't try to fight me, <laughs> I'm going to let you ride my helicopter. <laughs> yeah. So it turns out he is a gold thief, this producer, and then he is stealing the gold out of the truck. And uh, and they, they do the same thing again where uh, so they're escaping with the gold in a helicopter. Airwolf comes and grounds that helicopter, and then the guy's got a gun, and he's shooting at, Hel- at Airwolf, but Airwolf's bulletproof. And Airwolf just is like, and the guy's like, and then he just puts his hands up, and again, it's a, well, I've emasculated this man. Let's fly away. They do that a lot on this It show. happens a lot. He calls Michael Archangel and I'm like, we got him. And he's like, great, bring him in. He's like, we do, we, we wrap him. We don't deliver. Go In what way did he, I assume wrapping in this. He, did, in, he blew means, up their helicopter and left him out by the highway. Yeah. <laughs> it's just left him there, didn't like handcuff him to anything. Nope. No, he didn't even get out of the hell. He doesn't get out of the helicopter. He, he just like do intimidates his you. Job then. He intimidates you with the helicopter until you surrender to the helicopter, and then he's like, "Yeah, you're a pussy. I see you." Yeah, he's <laughs> just trying to make people feel like dicks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> see, he emasculates you, and then you're not going to have the confidence to go through with your next crime. Yeah. Oh, I right. see. So then him and Dom go home, and they... <laughs> Not really. Back they, to just being a line cook yeah. for me. Hey, you know, <laughs> I tried crime for a while. Then I saw a big helicopter. Yeah. So I'm going to straighten up and fly yeah. right. <clears throat> you know what's funny, too, is whenever Airwolf flies past some other helicopter or plane or something like that, the pilots of these other aircraft, pilots yeah. were around uh, you know, aircrafts a yeah. lot, always yeah. go, what the hell is that? <laughs> Well, it's a helicopter. <laughs> I know it's fast, but it's still a, it doesn't look dissimilar to any other helicopter. But how yeah. old do you think that guy flying it is? <laughs> how sensitive is he? <laughs> that was what I was so surprised Does he about. play the cello? Yeah. Yeah. He busts the cello out this episode, too. Sweet. Anyway, um, so him and Dom go home, and they saw a log together. Cool. And, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't understand that euphemism. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know the two-person song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they're cutting something in half, and he's like, you can't keep up with me, kid. And he's like, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> freeze frame. <laughs> yeah, freeze frame indeed. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I love this show. It's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Uh, even this, like, this episode was the, the most, like, tamest. Like, nothing is going on. Like, I don't know. Movie stuff? Sure. Yeah. Why not? Mm-hmm. Um yeah, land a helicopter on a truck is the hardest stunt that's ever been made. And I don't understand why, like, they really set it up like this is going to be, oh, my God, landing this truck on this, the helicopter on this truck is the only way to steal this gold. Yeah. Like, oh, I think it's got to be. If it's such yeah. a hard thing to do, too, where, like, like they've tried out, like, all these professional stuntmen who cannot do this thing. It's like, maybe just, I don't know, hold up the truck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bring a... If bring you can a- afford helicopters and pilots and they have guns, yeah. you know... 
Just and they build a wall like a street to be like, oh shit, they offer a lot of money. Why is there a wall here? Let's stop. Oh no, we just got taken over. Yeah, they offer all of this money to Airwolf team to do this. Like you've got the budget, just you know, just just. Was I just not listening, or is there zero correlation between landing the helicopter on the truck and gold? Gold is inside the truck. Okay. Yeah, so they're so, pretending like it's a movie stunt so they can land then on the you, top of the Then you land the helicopter on, tie, on top of the truck while it's moving, and the drivers of the truck are never going to hear the helicopter whose rotor is still going while it's parked on when they're flying down the highway. It's like, have you ever been on a helicopter? They're loud. And these guys drive and don't hear anything. And then you get they out don't. of the helicopter and you go on the, the, the roof of the trailer of the truck with a, uh, like a, uh, 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 what do you call it there? Torch, blowtorch. Yeah. Uh, and cut a big hole in it and take the gold out that way. No one will ever notice these things. Yeah, but. Just leave it. Leave it, man. Uh, no, no. Think this, about is, it. this is <laughs> really confusing and angering me. Don't do it. Uh, Just go watch the episode. Yeah. But Airwolf would the is, guys in the truck know they were being filmed? Like, cause the pretense <laughs> yeah, is a film? Yeah, no, it's not a movie no, shoot anymore. No, there's no movie shoot. Yeah. I'm going there's to no sleep. Cameras. I'm yeah. going to take a short nap. Um, anyway. Yeah. That's Airwolf. I love it. Sweet. Next week, more Airwolf. Yeah. <laughs> All right. How will they incorporate a helicopter? Because I feel like now they're kind of like... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like four episodes yeah. in, they're like, man, I'm sick of that yeah. helicopter. <laughs> yeah. Listen, uh, these rich people really want a helicopter to land in their backyard. Uh, we're, def- we're definitely not going to rob them, but we need you to land that helicopter somewhere. <laughs> these rich people are having a helicopter party, and uh, we heard yeah. yours is the biggest. <laughs> All right. So let's get into some cereal swap. Breakfast match. Breakfast match. <laughs> cereal match swap. I was trying to, I wanted Come to, up yeah. breakfast. Um, so who's fighting this week? Every this week for week, the listener, we yep. pit two cereal mascots together in a fight to the death in Thunderdome. Yes. And uh, see who wins. And this chat. week, uh, we've got Frankenberry going up against the Quaker Oats guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not Wilfred Brimley, the little no, blue guy. No, on, the, on, the, no. on your Trapped in that little logo yep. on the who actually also a lot of people don't know also has diabetes. Oh, yeah. oh goodness. Hmm. Well, um, let's, so let's roll. We're going to roll for weapons, weapons if you've never inside listened. Inside Thunderdome, Frankenberry has a five, which means he gets Frankenberry a has. spear with a blade on the end. Yep, knife spear. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty knife good. Spear. And the Quaker Oats guy has. Nothing. Oh dear. <laughs> this is not going well. Yeah, God. I was this that is, was gonna be his only saving I know. Race. I'm like, give him a chainsaw. I can see Still though. Now he, he's here's a my question that I said last week. Ha, has he ever been seen outside of just being a little uh, logo? Yeah. Well I feel like he's like maybe kind of going like, uh huh. And then zoop onto the logo. Do you know what I mean? I don't, yeah, <laughs> I don't think the listener. Yeah, I think the listeners have a clear indication of what you're talking. I think he's about. like, uh huh, and zoop, zoop. and boom, <laughs> ding, onto the box, <laughs> onto the box. <laughs> you guys, you guys got that listening, you, right? You know, one of those. <laughs> Uh, Greg made kind of like a thumbs up shoulder. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, like he's the guy in real life, and then 
And then, I don't even know how to explain this with words. Let's just fucking leave it where it is. <laughs> it doesn't really It made matter. me think of like Pete Holmes, like just a like a just no, a good cool guy. Yeah, yeah. nice. He's not yeah. running around or playing baseball or trying to steal your cereal. No. Quaker Oats is about serious business. It's healthy for you. Thumbs right. up. Can't have any fun in our commercials. Yeah. We don't want kids to enjoy this. No. Yep. I didn't like it. Um no, he's just a a Quaker. I he's okay. just a Quaker. He's yeah. got the hat and he's yeah. got the little overalls. Yeah. Like he's about fifty. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. He's not George Washington. No. no. What most kids? No, I totally thought he was George Washington. Yeah. By most kids, you mean you two? I I never thought of that. <laughs> oh uh, well, that's two two to one. So that's most kids. <laughs> yep. All right. In, this in fact, group. I think that means he is George Washington. No. Yes. Yep. We win. I'm, I'm, I'm USA. Yeah. USA. <laughs> I can bring up a photo. I need to see a photo, but keep talking. Yeah, sure. So, so yeah. So basically, we've got this uh, timid, unassuming Quaker uh-huh. who is up against a, a blueberry, no, no, no strawberry, no, strawberry uh, themed Frankenstein. <laughs> yep. All right, and we're off. Uh, and Frankenstein has a spear. Yeah. Yeah, and Quaker Oats guy has nothing, nothing, nothing at all. <laughs> Um, now, okay, yeah, yeah, Frankenberry. Yeah. Okay, Frankenstein is a man made out of the parts of de- uh, parts of dead people yeah. sewn together, he brought to life by lightning. He wasn't what in dead her- things. Is Frankenberry made out of? Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Does he have stitch marks? I'm looking him up. Well, he definitely has bolts. He's got the yeah, bolts. Yeah, he's got to have the st- across got the bolts. top he's of the got head, like across the forehead. Yeah, yeah. 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 absolutely. He's got to have that. That's just that's I'm, I'm fucking. It out. That's Are Frankenstein one hundred and one. You guys. <laughs> well, according to this clip art looking uh, Quaker Oats rendition of the logo, he's like awkward and drunk. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's not him at all. No, but it's. It, I don't like this. Somebody has redrawn him as a. I'm drunk or oh. something. Yeah, that's George Washington, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> See, now I had completely forgotten that they had rendered him as a like human. In my mind, the Quaker Oats logo was always this the uh, the blue kind of right, silhouette. Right. So I was kind of like, how is that a per- <laughs> like? What, is he gonna be a blue silhouette? But I forgot. That no, he had, actually yeah. had a face. Like, oh was yeah, like a dude. Yeah. Also, uh-huh. quick note of uh, uh, Quaker trivia. Where I grew up in Peterborough, Ontario, Quaker Oats Factory. Always smelled like Quaker Oats. Oh. <laughs> well, mystery solved on that there one. We or go. popcorn okay. or And whatever. Frankenberry, now no stitch marks, but he's sort of like a steampunk. Yeah, because why are those things around his eyes? Yeah, he's got, I don't know what those things are around his eyes. And then he's got like a little, like a, a steam whistle on one yeah, side of his head. Yeah, what the fuck? And then he's got like and a little I, pressure gauge on the other side of his head. Right. Which makes me think he's some sort of a cyborg. <laughs> and chains. And he, yeah, he's got a chain chains. necklace. Yeah, right. Oh, okay, neck, yeah, around chains. his neck. Yeah. That and doesn't make any on sense. His pants. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... The more pictures I look at him, the more yeah. it's starting to weird me out. Yeah, the steam thing it's really weird me out. <laughs> it's weird. He's... he's got chain overalls. He's got yeah. like yeah, like the clomper shoes that you would expect. And the top of his head is looks a like butt. a butt. Yeah. Yeah. What's with that? Um. So I think it's safe to say that he's part robot. Yeah. He uh, his eyes. Why are, would he his have, eyes have bolts on them? His uh, hand has strawberries for th- for fingernails. What? Yeah, I don't know if you guys have seen that on what? this picture. Is oh, that's really eerie. Yeah. I don't care for this. Yeah, show me that. He's upsetting me as this goes along. Yeah, I don't like his nose either. 
So we just shame him out of Thunderdome. <laughs> well, what you look weird. Get out of here. What did you come up? Did you find a proper image of the Quaker Oats man? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen him. Yeah. I've seen him. <laughs> yeah, I know that fucking guy. Yeah, I've seen him in my dreams. I've seen him around, all right? No, he just looked like his cheeks are kind of red. He looks kind of like flustered. I feel like he's. Are we going to assume maybe he's a drinker? With the red cheeks and and the fact that I found a clip art rendition of him as a drunk. Yeah, no, he's a Quaker. They don't do that. Kind I of know. Crazy. He bullshit. just he doesn't look like anyone that's that's. But we need gonna people get to fight. get in his corner and relate yeah. to this guy. <laughs> Uh, I think his pure and chaste relationship with the Lord is fucking good enough. Good I enough. Think, uh, yeah, okay. I think Frankenberry is. By the, the way, I, the, I make the... zero differentiation between Amish people and Mennonites and Quakers. I assume they're all the same thing. So maybe that's racist. Sure. So if it is, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I think if 50, 60 years old, how old is he? Yeah, he's pretty old. Oh yeah, he's yeah, in he's his early sixties. All right, so he's going to be doing some farming. Frankenberry's got to stick with a knife on it. I don't see either of these characters really coming out of the gate, but I feel like Frankenberry's got the weapon, and he's <laughs> a, not very quickly, but he will realize sooner than the Quaker Oat will. The Quaker uh, will realize that he needs to. Well, make maybe action. the Quaker Oats guy because he doesn't look too dissimilar to like all the townspeople who fucking go bananas and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, a lynch mob to go kill Frankenstein in mm-hmm. the movie. So yeah. I feel like he's going to be like. You know, demon! Yeah. And the thing is, Frankenstein, the character... Now, I don't know if Frankenberry is is the same. Uh, afraid of but, fire? Uh, well, afraid of fire, yes. But also, he he's not an inherently violent character. No. He just becomes violent when, when pushed. When provoked. So, so, yeah, maybe Quaker Oats sees him. He is so much like one of those villagers. He sees him, and he's immediately afraid of the strawberry-themed Frankenstein. Yeah. Your fingernails are creepy! Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, he, so he charges him, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um... Yep. And that's what riles up Frankenberry. I think Maybe. so. Yeah. I think, okay, he runs, and Frankenberry still is not going to react to this. I think he's like, all right. And uh, Quaker oh, Oats, yeah, man. No, I think Quaker Oats gets a hit in on him. Yeah, it kind of hits him. and is trying to maybe wrestle the uh, the spear of the blade yeah. on the end away from him. Yeah. You know, I think that's going to probably happen. Yeah. It's going to be a little like, ah, ah, ah. But I don't think it's going to happen. No. Because I don't think the Quaker's going to I don't think there's any way Frankenberry's going to lose this fight. No, though. no. But I feel like this is going to be over fast. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he's maybe trying to wrestle away the spear of the uh, the blade on the end. And he's not going to, Frankenberry's going to push him down and maybe not stab him with it. I feel like just kind of like, I don't know why he's become brainless to me. <laughs> I think he's going to just hit him with uh, okay. it. You know, you I know like in gonna... the beginning of 2001 when the, the monkeys, the, monkey with the... the first time it hits one of the other monkeys with a bone, he's kind of like, doesn't even know about it. And he's like, whoa. And then like, smack, 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 smack a bunch more times. Yeah. Almost to like. Yeah, you know, yeah, I think that's what's gonna happen. I think he's just gonna beat this Quaker's face in, okay, with the blunt end of yeah. the spear. I'm in for that, and then cry, yeah, just weep, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, and while he's crying, said that I was like, why did this depress me so much? <laughs> while he's crying, the little steam thing's gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> the little gauge on their left side is going up to eleven. Oh dear. That's his sad meter. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that is. Yeah. Yep. And as Quaker's right. dying, he's going to revert back to the hurt. He's got a whole Charlie Callis thing that yeah. he does while he's killing people. Oh. R.I.P. Quaker. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, Quaker Oats yeah. guy, but it was never going to happen. It was you against the Strawberry Frankenstein. Okay, I, I think we got a pretty good one next week. Yeah. Yeah. I think we got some fan favorites possibly in here, too. At least for me, anyway. <laughs> 
don't know why. Because well, uh, you are a big fan. Yeah. yeah. Big sorry, fan. Anyway, guys. next week, very exciting. Next week is Captain Crunch Ooh. making his debut, going up against Toucan Sam. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. He can smell how good this match is going to be. Yeah. I don't like uh, a military-trained officer mm-hmm. up against... Trained in the art of making the roof of your mouth hurt. Yeah. Well, well, he's fucking effective as shit. Ed. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so listen next week for that. And find us online at facebook.com slash SYNWPC or go to twitter.com slash SYNWPC or just go to modernspear.com and read all of our written content that we have up on there, movie reviews and more. And also, just very quick thing, uh, November 28th to December 20th, uh, TIFF. Uh, Lightbox Theater is going to be doing a Coen Brothers retrospective. Read our um, reviews of those movies mm-hmm. on our site and then go and mm-hmm. see those movies at Tiff Lightbox. That place mm-hmm. is a fucking awesome place to go see movies. Word. Word up. Yeah. December 1st, come drink beers and eat nachos. Yeah. nachos at Kitsch. Yeah. At DuPont and Dufferin. Yep. All right. See you next Wednesday. Goodbye. There's a ghost in Safe Haven. Oh, space me. No. <laughs> oh, space me. There's a ghost in Safe Haven. <laughs> I do it every week. <laughs>